Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network Podcast. Welcome to episode 12 of Talking with Tigers, the podcast of the Washita Sports Digital Network. OSDN is the student sports media production program housed in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. My name is Chris Babb. I'm the director of OSDN and look forward to working with our students throughout the year as we bring you uh, productions, uh, live game broadcasts, and other events pertaining to Washita athletics. This is our second of two episodes where I was just excited to be uh, uh, able to be uh, on the phone with uh, Washita head football coach Todd Knight and a couple of his former players. In our previous episode, if you missed it, I invite you to go back and check it out uh, where we had an interview with former Tiger and uh, former Miami Dolphin Julius Pruitt. Uh, this episode is an interview with uh, former Tiger and former Baltimore Raven, Tennessee Titan, and Houston Texan Philip Supernaw. Uh, Philip uh, just completed his NFL career two or three years ago. I had the pleasure of being able to see Philip play uh, twice, once for the Ravens and once for the Tennessee Titans. But uh, Philip is a great story as well. I think you'll find it interesting to find out how he came to Washita, what his uh, what his position was when he came to Washita, and then Coach Knight and Soup talk a lot about the growth that Philip had uh, at Washita, really physically growth, but also growing as a man. And I think uh, Philip will talk. Uh, you'll hear Philip talk about the importance of the time he had at Washita under Coach Knight, Coach Derby, Coach Shockley, and this staff. Uh, of coaches at Washita about how he became a better person, uh, a better man, and how he grew in all aspects of his life. Philip played from 2008 to 2011 and um, was a fantastic tight end for Washita. And by the time his career ended, had NFL teams uh, clamoring over him, coming to Arkadelphia to uh, take a look. And he ended up landing with three different teams, his longest stint with the Tennessee Titans. So we invite you to uh, sit back and enjoy this interview with former Washita Tiger tight end and former NFL tight end Philip Supernaw on this episode of Talking with Tigers. It's our pleasure to be joined by uh, former Tiger and former NFL tight end Philip Supernaw uh, joining us now along with uh, Washita head coach Todd Knight and uh, Soup. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to this. This will be fun. Yes, sir, guys. Thanks for having me, Phil. Let's talk about you. Uh, uh, we'll go. We'll go ways back. We'll go to high school and then talk about your process of finding a college. Uh, what led you to Washita? The recruiting process was like, and if I'm not mistaken, you may have come to campus as a different position than what you left. Maybe a little bit of growth in there while you during your during your time at Washita. But talk about that time of of, of finding Washita and then getting to know the coaching staff here. Okay. Uh... So basically, I had a. Uh, I guess it all kind of starts with uh, Blake Burkett, who was a year older than I was. He was a linebacker at Washita. Uh, we went to high school together and grew up together. And uh, I was definitely, uh, I'd say, a little slow, a little weak, kind of undersized <laughs> in high school. Uh, 
and I was playing quarterback in high school and um, that was kind of like an emergency situation. It wasn't anything that I, you know, was groomed to do per se, but uh, anyway, so Blake Burkett called me, you know, I, I hadn't really committed. I had really hadn't got too much college interest, uh, but the day before signing day, Blake called me and said, Hey man, I'd, I'd love to get you to talk to our coaches up here and, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and I'm like thinking, where, like, where, where what'd you just say? And he said, <laughs> and then he said the name of the school, and you're like, what? Where are you? Where are yeah, you he taking said, me? He said, I'm going Washington Baptist. I said, okay, well, let me look it up. And I was like, well, hold on a second. How do you spell it? <laughs> and and anyway, so then you know, I looked it up, and uh, he got me on the phone with Coach Derby, and and uh, we talked about it, and you know, sounded like you know something I wanted to do, so. That's pretty much how that went. And then I came to Washington, and I was uh, my freshman year. I played receiver and mainly just special teams, though, because you know we had Julio. Who uh, there wasn't many people that were probably going to get playing time over Julio. <laughs> and we had a group of uh, pretty good receivers, and anyway, so uh, I played a bunch of special teams and, and uh, some wide receiver, and that's kind of how my freshman year went. Coach, uh, we know what Philip left washita uh as he obviously he was a little bit bigger talk about the your uh, you know philip as a as a incoming freshman and uh the, you know the growth that he made over those uh, over his time at washita well i remember that recruiting process as well and the, and the burkett family they really they really did tell us about phil you know we really didn't know about phil coach derby recruited recruited houston at the time had a great relationship down there and he may have had a little bit of knowledge about phil but the burkett's were responsible for saying hey this is a kid that he's got a huge upside. You know, he's a he's a skinny quarterback right now, but they, they knew, and I guess they probably had maybe even coached him in, in Little League. I don't know, but they had a relationship with Phil, and we had a relationship with them. And Coach Derby saw something in him. I saw something in him, and, and we, you know, we took that chance on him. And, you know, the rest is history. You know, he comes in a, a skinny kid, and he leaves a NFL tight end. And not only that, you know, he leaves a he, he he leaves a man, you know. And when I think about when I think about Philip Supernaw, I think about leadership. You know, I think about holding people accountable. I mean, he he's the kind of guy in the weight room that that got every rep. He's the kind of guy that held held other people accountable and made other people better. And he also wanted to win. You know, he it was infectious that you know he came to practice every day, worked very hard, and I can see. You know, and his his traits, not, nothing that we developed. I mean, I really feel like those things were in him before he got there. He's just a worker and a leader. But I really feel like guys like Philip Supernaw are the reason we set where we are today. You know, that work ethic, that determination, the growth. And, and Phil, Phil wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes, you know, while he was here. But to watch him grow and see what he did over that time is is pretty amazing. And, I, you know, I said it a while ago, but I'll say it again. I, I'm, I'm – take a lot of pride in sitting here and saying that I was one of his coaches and especially his head coach. I have a lot of respect for him and, and to watch him and watch him grow even to today and, and see what he's been through and what he's done. He's an amazing guy. Philip, when you take a look at the, your time at Washita, you know, he, he talks about some of the things he learned from you. What did, what did you learn from this coaching staff and your time at Washita as part of the football program? Man, I'd have, I'd have a list that would take me two days to talk about, you know? <laughs> Uh, still to this day, Coach Knight and I are very close. And, you know, I think, you know, more than football, Coach Knight just really taught me how to live a life and how to be a man. And I think that's, you know, when I got to Washington, I didn't really have any kind of direction. I was just, uh, 
you know, a kid from Katy, uh, Katy, Texas, that just didn't even really know what life was about. Uh, Coach Knight was a huge part and still is a huge part of my life in trying to figure out how to be the best man I can be. Um, you know, what, the, the whole coaching staff is, you know, with Coach Shockley, I, I, I still have a great relationship with him. And, you know, I, I can't really, uh, you know, put any kind of uh, measurement on what they taught me. You know, I, I, I'm very grateful to them. And, and uh, you know, I, I was uh, obviously, you know, over time I was – kind of lost at times kind of confused at times but you know coach knight and coach shock and and derby that you know they all kept me on the right track and and kind of what uh coach knight touched on i definitely had some some times of struggle there, there's no doubt about that but you know the, i could always count on them to keep me you know with a clear vision and a clear path of how to how to live life the right way and, and you know how to just do the right thing that's good stuff uh uh, Phil, let's, let's talk a little bit about the uh, you know the on the field. What are some of your uh, your, your your best memories? Uh, um, you know during your your the the time that you were on the field in the in the weight room in the, on the practice field with the guys. What are some of those memories that stick out during your during your time uh, as a part of the Tiger football program? I think probably the main thing that sticks out to me is which which probably a lot of people wouldn't believe is the. You know, four thirty, five o'clock a.m. Uh, you know, purple haze stuff, and, <laughs> and yeah, at the time it's brutal. You know, and you're thinking, you're thinking of every single way possible that you can get out of doing it. <laughs> but, you know, through you know, through the NFL and high school and everything else. That that, that was one thing that you know I, I think every boy becoming a man that they need to go through. And I think for me, that's one of my fondest memories, just, you know, going through that with your teammates and building a, a certain, um, uh, building a certain just level of, of, uh, you know, that's how you become a team, right? You know, you go through those kind of things. Everybody's measurable. Everyone's got to do it right. And you look back thinking like, you know, I cannot believe I did that, but honestly, <laughs> it turns out to, it turns out to be, you know, probably my fondest memories. Coach, uh, did you ever think that somebody would say Purple Haze was one of the fondest well, memories? It, it's kind of crazy. A lot of guys, a lot of guys will come back and say that, and they're like, Phil, they, at the time they hated it, they were going through it. But it does build something. And, you know, I know Phil has shared with me through the years the reasons he, he made it in the NFL, that it was work ethic. And, it, and, again, he had that before he came. But I think we were able to help him develop, develop that and see that in himself and then in turn him go and do that in the NFL. But – I tell you what, I think about some games too. I never, I never forget going to Nebraska Omaha. You know, this is a Division two program at the time that was, you know, a top ten program in the nation. You know, I know eventually they closed football down. It's probably because Phil went down there and scorched them. <laughs> but uh, just the way he performed in that game, and gosh, I, his, the his sophomore year, it seems like two touchdowns in the Henderson game. I'm thinking about. A Harding game that comes down to the wire. He catches seems like a wheel or a trail route or something down there, and just his national Z Sooner Jet. Okay, there you go, Z Sooner <laughs> Jet right there from Derb and Washington thirty-five. The Mavericks of Nebraska Omaha ten. Nebraska Omaha came into the season, remember, like number twelve in NCAA Division two. That's nationally. Washita from the 11 of Henderson. They will, of course, go for it. Passing into the end zone. Wide open. Phillips Supernaut. Touchdown, Washita. Two men to either side. Actually, uh, Supernaut, they got him as a tight end. 
to the near side. So second and eight, Washington from the 18. Craner sets up, goes across the middle, caught, touchdown! Washington, it is Philip Supernall, an 18-yard touchdown pass from Eli Craner. And Brent Reese split to the far side. That is the right side of the field as Washington moves right to left with the win in the fourth quarter. Looking, Cooper, he's going deep, going to the end zone, Supernaut! Touchdown! Philip Supernaut, the promised land, and the Tigers have scored with 7.55 left in the fourth quarter. You know, just those things through the years and and, um, just a lot of fun to think about his career and what he was able to accomplish. And, you know, guys like Phil, and, and not just Phil, guys that played during that era, the Burkettes too. That's the reason we set where we do today. You know, the program was built on their shoulders. And, you know, we're indebted to those guys, the way they came in and they changed the program. And uh, they they did it. And, and Philip Supernall was a big part of that. Philip, when you look back uh, at your time and now you, you've been gone for a few years and you, you see the success that uh, uh, Coach Knight and the staff have, have uh, sustained – and uh, you look back and you see the conference championships and the and and the uh, the, the success on the field. Um, in talking to some players who were here during that era, it almost feels like hey, I, I have a I have a little part of that. And uh, make you hearing hearing what Coach Knight said about you guys laying the foundation uh, has to has to feel good about uh, your legacy as a Washington Tiger football player. Yeah, it uh, it definitely makes me proud, um, but. You know, I think all the credit obviously just goes to, you know, Coach Knight and Coach Derby and Shock and the rest of the staff. It's 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 not something that surprises me. You know, I, the sustainability is probably the toughest thing to acquire. I heard, you know, it, being sustainable as a college football program is just hard because you have new people coming in and out every single year. But it doesn't surprise me because I know that Coach Knight, Coach Shock, Derb, the rest of the guys – they're going to get the best out of you. And it doesn't matter who comes, they're going to get the best out of you. And so I, I, you know, obviously I am, uh, you know, proud that we were able to get the program going on the right track, but, you know, for them to be able to sustain it, it really says a lot about the coaching staff and being able to get out of, you know, the best out of anybody they have. I remember that during that time, you know, 2008, uh, uh, the seven and three season, it's like, man, this is, this is tremendous. And then you just keep building on that, and you know, twelve years later, we sit where we are. Um, so that is a, a testament to to the coaching staff, but also to guys who played uh, uh, during that during this era. Yeah, there's no, no question, no doubt about that, Chris. You know, one thing I want you to expand on too. We we both know he was a great tight end. We know he was a great player on offense, but man, his special teams, and he wanted to be on special teams. You know, I would usually on starters, I'm trying to, to hold those guys down to one, maybe two special teams as a starter and then back up on a couple. And Phil always wanted to do that. And I think I think when you look at NFL careers, I think special teams end up being a big part of that. And, Phil, is there anything you'd, you'd want to tell these young guys that are playing for us now or, or young guys that are, you know, being recruited by us, you know, what, what special teams meant in your NFL career and also in your college career? Well, it's, uh, you know, football, and when, once you start getting into the college ranks and then once you start getting into the professional ranks, it's a, you know, a lot of it is um, about, you know, it's a football, it's a football, uh, full-time job once you start getting into college and, and professional and everything. And sometimes you lose sight of, you know, why you started playing in the first place, you know, just having fun. And to me, that's what special teams is. It's, 
there's not a whole lot of rules. There's not a whole lot of assignments. There's not, you know, you just see ball, hit ball, run as fast as you can, hit somebody. And and to me, that was just always that's that's what made it fun to me. I just loved to play special teams because it was just a free for all, you know. And 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 it, it helped me. I mean, obviously through the NFL, it kept me in it. But I mean, I just think that it it kept football fun to me. You know, it, it, offense and defense, you can get caught up in the X's and O's and you know, there's a lot of confusion on all kinds of different, you know, checks on plays and this and that and the other. But, you know, the kickoff is you put the ball on the team, you run down as fast as you can and try to hit someone as hard as you can. Yeah. And, and you know, that's kind of what you grow up doing playing football, and that's what's fun, and that's what keeps it fun. Chris, he, he makes light of it a little bit on scheme, but I tell you what, uh, over his career, as you know, I, I coordinate the special teams at Washita and – Phil's been a tremendous help. You know, he's he's taught us uh, some things in coverage that have really been good, a thing we call half-field coverage, half-field return, a way to practice like the NFL through our special teams, which has really been beneficial these last five or six years, things that, that he picked up on that he gave to us that I'm, I'm very appreciative of now. Philip, you know. Yeah, there, there's definitely, there's, you know, there's definitely, you know, I kind of blew past it, but no, there definitely is a lot of, uh, you know, thought and scheming that goes into the special teams. You know, it's it's um, it's a lot harder than I just made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. But, he was a good special team. But it's it's definitely uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just something that always kept it fun to me. Ended up with uh, five seasons in the NFL. The last three with the uh, Titans. Uh, started off with the Texans, and uh, you know, being from Houston, talk a little bit about that process. Of of getting your shot uh, with the NFL out of Washita and, and kind of take us through that little uh, that that process there, and then getting on with the the Texans in thirteen. Yeah, I think uh, one of the main things uh, I guess younger kids these days have to understand is you know it doesn't matter where you play college football with the, with like the technology, and, you know they have these apps like the Huddle app and you know whatever it is, it, it, wherever you are, they're going to find you if you can play right. So. I remember early on when I came in as a receiver, uh, you know, I played that first year and I walked in and we had an older tight end, uh, Bob Ruffing, who he was a senior when I was a freshman. And I remember he went to the Valero Cactus Bowl. I don't think they have it anymore, but he went to the all-star game and, you know, no, I don't want to discredit Bob or anything like that, but I was pretty certain that if I became a tight end that I would be able to be as good or better. And so I came in there to, uh, Coach Knight, I said, hey, I think I want to gain a bunch of weight and move to tight end because I think I want to go to the NFL. It looks like guys can do it. And I remember them thinking, like, all right, well, you know, we'll just take it one day at a time and we'll see what happens. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, and so I did that. And, and you know, I, I, I was very surprised. I can remember kind of my junior, senior year, you know, like when it really started happening, you know, Coach Knight would call me down to the field house and we'd have every team in the NFL would be there. And I was thinking like, wow, this could actually happen. You know, I was never, you know, I I didn't, I wasn't at Alabama, you know, so I wasn't positive. I was going to go in the first round or anything like that, but I knew that there was teams interested and coach Knight was, you know, doing such a great job getting the teams there and getting me exposed uh, to the NFL scouts. And, and uh, so, you know, I was very optimistic through the whole deal. And then, um, after my senior season there at Washington, I went and trained and I said, you know, I'm just going to put all my eggs in the basket and see what happens. And I went to Dallas and trained and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 
through the process, it was it was definitely uh, it took some years off my life. It was stressful. For sure. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris, I love too when when uh, Phil has told us about you know the respect in NFL and and t- guys that come in from the Alabamas or whatever, and they're really given a lot. Mm-hmm. And guys coming in like like Phil did, he had to earn it. But I guarantee you, he outworked a lot of guys because of his work ethic. Yeah, there, there's no. I mean. I am the number one guy that'll, uh, I don't want to say bad mouth, but to bad mouth those Alabama and LSU <laughs> and all those guys, they, they have no idea what a work ethic is. <laughs> Phil, you're, they, you're... Were, they were they were born the way they are, and they think that's the way it gets. And I always just knew, you know, I went to Washington, speaking of like the Purple Haze and stuff like that. Like, I knew I was going to work harder. And if somebody just gave me a shot, which the Texans did, that I, you know, I knew I was going to outwork everyone, and I knew that I was going to, you know, be able to get some attention from the coaching staff and hopefully make it, you know, just like I said, I mean, it always goes back to you never were really given anything, you know, coming out of Washington, no one expected you to make it. You know, no one expected me to really do anything, you know, just some division two kid. No one can pronounce the name of my school and everything. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I, I always wore that kind of as a badge of honor, like, you know, cause I'm obviously somebody that if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. And, you know, I just like proving people wrong. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'm grateful that I went to Washington because I was able to always have that chip on my shoulder and, and never, you know, kind of get any kind of lackadaisical mindset. Philip, you have the year with the Texans, then one with the Ravens, and then three with the uh, Titans, and uh, uh, appearing in, you know, all 16 games in two of those years and 15 in another. Talk about that experience, uh, uh, you know, some stability with those three years uh, with the Titans. Yeah, that was good. You know, I um, so I actually I played two in, in Houston where I was injured most of the time. Uh, then I, you know, I, I always knew it was going to be a, you know, kind of a rough patch trying to get myself placed somewhere. But I, I had, you know, Coach Kubiak was the Texans coach and back then. And I remember coming in, he said, man, if, like, you just, you never stop. You never quit. You know, they would always call me the Energizer Bunny because I was just sprinting, 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 sprinting everywhere. And they were like, I don't know where this kid came from, but he sure likes to run a lot. And anyway. <laughs> And so then they always just told me, you know, if you can learn the playbook, and and I don't want to skip that point. If you can learn the playbook and you, and you can learn how not to make mistakes, you can make it as long as you want. And whether that's at Washita, high school football, NFL, it doesn't matter. And and you know, really getting in your playbook and learning and and figuring out the ins and outs of it all really will make you stick. But uh, you know, I knew I knew that you know it was going to be kind of a rough rough uh, start to get settled somewhere but then I got to Tennessee and I really fit in with the team and um actually it was it was I I went to my special teams coach and because I I wasn't sure if I was going to make the team my first year there in Tennessee and I said hey you know this won't make sense to a lot of people listening but maybe it will but I I said you know do you think I can go to the two on the kickoff which is the second to furthest guy out from the sideline because I was like if I can go to the two I'm going to be matched up against like a defensive back or something and i'm gonna be able to run straight through him and then make the play and and it was going into the fourth preseason game he's like all right i'll let you give it a try and i think i made like almost every tackle in that game and that's what made the team and then so from there we just kind of built and then we started just kind of tinkering around with special teams and then i was able to block at tight end and 
didn't really obviously catch very many balls, but, you know, just kind of was able to do uh, whatever the team needed of me. And, um, and that comes from that kind of small school mentality. You know, I don't think I'm bigger than the team and I'll do any job I'm asked to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Philip, when you, now that you, uh, you you look back at, at some of the uh, relationships you built with the coaching staff and um, for, for, for students and, and high school students or, or whoever are looking at uh, choosing a college, what, uh, what would you say about those relationships that you built at Washtenaw with the coaching staff? You touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, uh, how important have those been, not just in that time at Washtenaw, but afterwards as well? I just, I, I just think that, um, you know, just in being friends and talking to a lot of guys that went to the big schools, I, I think what, you know, kind of what separates Washtenaw in my mind in a place like that is, you know, a lot in the big schools, it's a, it's a business just like it is in the NFL. And, and at Washita, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a business and, and it's a, you know, you want to do well and everyone wants to keep their job and all that. But I think that, you know, the most important thing at Washita isn't about, you know, just cranking out kids and getting them to the NFL. And, you know, it's not so much of a, you know, commercial business. Right. And I, and I think Washita does a great job and the coaching staff does a great job of, of, of making it more than football, you know, like I touched on earlier about making me a man and teaching me how to, you know, make the right decisions in life. I think, I think a lot of the time that stuff just kind of gets overshadowed at, the, at those big schools, because like I said, it's, it's a business. And if you're not performing in your business, you're getting fired. And at Washita, I think the coaches really take their time to, um, you know, learn about their players. Uh, they, they, they respect the players, and, and and develop players and i think that the development is a huge thing that you know, a lot of these guys that go to these alabamas and arkansas and lsus and all that these, these guys have beards and when they're they're, they're 18 years old they don't need to develop. <laughs> but and, you know the and i still say to this day i mean through the nfl and everything the washington coaches are some of the best coaches i've ever been around because they actually have to take the time to take someone that's not very good at football and make them very good at football hmm. You know, Coach Shockley, on the like, you know, I I was with a lot of O line coaches and tight end coaches in the NFL. You don't have to teach those guys very much. You know, they're gifted, and 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 Coach Shockley, Coach Knight, Coach Derby, they got to get down and and what's inside the player and figure out how to bring the best out of them. And, and I think that that's just something that's very 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 overlooked. And uh, and I think that Washita does more than make you a good football player i think it just makes you a good person and coach i guess as as a coach and some of you know we've we've also talked to other uh players as well and and that's as a coach that's what you like to hear uh the wins and things are nice but it's those uh those bigger picture victories that uh, help out and make it special that that's right i mean just just sit here and listen to phil talk about it just about get emotional and think about you know his impact and then his relationship with coach shockley the respect he has uh for him as a coach and you know a young guy sitting out there listening to that thinking about getting a chance to play for a, a shockley a derby or a thompson uh you know all these guys on our staff that coach that's exciting to me and to, and to bring a kid in you know to washington baptist university and, and have them leave that total man you know that's important to us and you know phil is a he's a perfect example of that and and not just phil a lot of his teammates you know again that that this program was built on you know those guys and you know i you know people throw throw the the word love around but we love philip supernall and we love his teammates and 
you know, it's just uh, to sit here and, and listen to Phil and, and uh, think about those times and those memories is a lot of fun. Well, Philip, I really appreciate you taking the time out to visit with us today. Thanks for uh, taking us a little bit down memory lane and uh, some of your uh, your recollections and memories of your time here at Washita. No problem. I appreciate it. Phil, good talk, good talk to you, buddy. I'll, I'll holler at you soon. All right. Sounds good. You'll have a good one. Our thanks to Washita head coach Todd Knight and Philip Supernoff for joining us. Uh, Philip has a busy schedule, so we do appreciate him taking his time out to visit. Um, this was the second of two interviews with former Tigers. If you missed the first one with Julius Pruitt, I invite you to go back and uh, on this uh, uh, channel and find the uh, episode 11 of Talking with Tigers where we talked to Julius Pruitt. But I thought it was interesting in both of those interviews with the former players, and especially this one with Philip Supernall. And Coach Knight and the players talking about the importance of special teams and the importance of how special teams, no matter what level, of player high school college football you heard supernaz advice to younger players if you're in high school college or professional ranks to get involved on special teams because that's where you can show uh what you can do and show that you're uh, you're wanting to be there and that's really what helped philip uh land his uh, regular spot uh with the titans so i think that was a great uh, thing to hear and a great lesson for former players also again thought it was great to hear the relationships that philip has with the coaching staff at Washita, both in his time as a player, how they helped him grow, and how those relationships continue for those players who play under the staff at Washita. So, again, our thanks to Washita head coach Todd Knight and uh, former Tiger Philip Supernaw for taking this time out to join us. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back as the semester begins in January with a few more regular episodes of Talking with Tigers as our students get back in action and our teams get back on the playing fields and the courts. We thank you for watching, or excuse me, thank you for listening to this episode of Talking with Tigers, a production of the Washita Sports Digital Network, and we'll see you on the next episode. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.